You're listening to Gifted with Sheila White, a podcast that will inspire you. Its purpose is to uplift and entertain creatives to pursue their passions through their gifts. Sheila White is a film and television producer, author, and entrepreneur. And in each episode, Sheila talks with gifted individuals about their journey and the lessons they've learned. It will also inspire you to make an impact, living your best purpose-driven life with clarity. And now, here's your host, Sheila White. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am too excited today. I have with me my friend, my my doctor. She's a real doctor, too. Got the letter. She went to school. She didn't get one of those, go through a little certification thing. But I have with me my friend, the good Dr. Nicole Davis. Dr. Nicole Davis has a passion for women and leadership development. She's a wife of almost three decades and the mother of two adorable adult sons. Um, and she's an ordained pastor. So we've got some good, good stuff today. We're going to deep sea dive today and get really deep. We're not going to snorkel on the top, y'all. We're going to go deep today because we have with us Dr. Davis. Um, Dr. Davis is a Navy veteran, a federal med- media- mediator and harassment prevention expert and co-founder of Empower to Engage, a coaching and consulting firm. I want to welcome to the show today, Dr. Davis. Welcome, Nicole. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you, my sister. Thank you so much for having me. I am really looking forward to our conversation. Well, you know what? There are so many good things that we have to get into, and we're just going to start a little bit at the beginning. I know that you are an author as well. Uh, so much information that we're going to get into and give these people some meat on today. Um, there's a lot going on in our world. And you are the person that not only um, just read the news, but you're you actually make the news because of the things that you're doing across the country. And so we're going to talk a little bit about some of your some of your books, some of the information in your books. And one of the things I want to talk about first is leadership. You know, this country is in turmoil. There's so much that has been going on over the last few years. And you have people on one side of the table and people on the other side of the table. But it goes back to leadership. And and it's not necessarily pointing a finger at any one person, but it's in the home leadership, the leadership in our government, leadership in the, in the local national situation. Um, there's just so much that surrounds this this topic on leadership. And, you know, it's a topic that's widely discussed, yet with all of the abundance of information out there um, on leadership and available to people, people are still struggling, hence our situation that we're in today. So one of my questions I want to ask you, Nicole, is, um, is talking about leaders, who's qualified to be a leader? Because people want these positions in government, from Senate, to the house and a whole bunch of other positions, but who's really qualified to be a leader, would you say? Oh, that's a very loaded question, Sheila, that you, you're starting us out the gate with. We're going to be deep today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's actually, it's a really simple answer. Yeah. Um, who's qualified to be a leader is one, a person who's willing to serve. Mm-hmm. And a person who is willing to be an example. Okay. Okay. So leadership starts with yourself. And a lot of times people are willing to follow those who show the way. Mm. Not just tell people the way to go, but are Mm -hmm. willing to roll up their sleeves and do the work as well. Or to be the first partaker in whatever it is that they're suggesting should be done. You know, I'm prior military. 
Yes. So being prior military, anytime I think about leadership, that's one of the first things I think about, either the military or sports. Okay. Because in both instances, your captains, your generals, your majors, your people up front, your point people are the ones who have proven themselves first. Mm-hmm. And that is how they are selected. That is how they are uh, singled out because they have the character, they're integral, they're trustworthy, they're hardworking, and they are examples of what it is that a leadership possess. So you got to be willing to serve. Okay. And then you have to be someone who can be an example. And, you know, you say that leadership is, is right if it's done right. Um, it's hard work, but it's so worth it. And that is something that I think all of us can um, really, really take a look at, because like I said, we have leaders in the home. We have leaders that are not in the home. You know, we have dads that are missing from the home. Kids are struggling, uh, trying to look up to someone. And sometimes there's not anyone there. And sometimes it's the mom that has to take that position of leadership and be able to uh, lead out. Um, in the home. And so when we talk about leadership, I know it, it, it just is so important. I think with today, not only in the family, but it just in every area. I love the fact that you said being an example, because if a person is willing to be a good example, I think it starts there versus they just want a position. A lot of times on a job, people want promotion and they're not really qualified to be a leader or to be in that position, but they just, they're just power hungry. And then you have the people underneath them. If they get that position that suffer because you have a person that's in a position that should not really have been there, you know, because they're not really being a good example, but they've been elevated to a position. And actually this happens in the church as well. You know, a lot of people want to go into the ministry to get paid. I mean, we're going to keep it real today. You know what I'm saying? And they're not really ready there to serve, uh, to serve the people. And so I do love the fact that you just broke that down. It's about being a good example and being a good example can help a person to go into leadership. And so that's that's something out there for everyone listening. If you want to be a leader, you lead by example. That's a takeaway. You're absolutely right, Sheila. And that's not something that I'm just saying, because I think it's it's good to say Jesus is our ultimate example. Mm -hmm. And so I have tried to pattern my life in the way I live my life Mm -hmm. based on the example that he has given and how he has taught. Mm -hmm. And a lot of Christians, Mm -hmm. while we go to church and while Mm -hmm. we may read the Bible or do devotion or scripture, do we really believe what we're reading? Do we try to become what the Bible tells us, be holy because he's holy. And that's not wow. to say we don't mess up, we won't yes. fall, but our intent and our motivation every day. Yeah, yeah. Is to be the best that we can based on the leading and guiding of the Holy Spirit and the teaching of the mm. word of God. Mm. So Jesus is the ultimate example. He came, he put down his leadership, his royal leadership, to become one and on the same level with us to demonstrate what it means to be obedient, to serve, to give. He he gave the ultimate example. And so if he can do it and he's given me the prescription to do it and he's given me the counsel and the support in the Holy Spirit to do it, mm-hmm. then now all I need to do is partner with him and do exactly as he tells me to do. Wow. Wow. That's powerful. 
that's powerful. Now, let me ask you a question because when you talk about, you know, the parents and things like that, how can the parents help their children um, to have more of an identity in Christ? When we talk about, you know, the leadership, like you said, Jesus was the ultimate leader. And how can we help our children um, to have more of an identity in Christ when it comes down to parenting? Because yes. it's one of those things that, you know, they say, don't do as I do as I say, don't do as I do. But you had a really good, uh, really good point when you said lead by example first as a leader and then saying that Christ is our ultimate. He was the ultimate leader. You know, right. he stepped down and, and, and put flesh on to show us how to do this thing, this yes. walk, this walk out. But how can we help our children? You know, how can parents help their children to have more of an identity with that type of leader? Yeah. And so here again, uh, that's a great question. Here again, we're looking at the example of the parent. So Tony and I, that's my husband. We've been married 30 years. Mm -hmm. Uh, We met in the military. We made the decision together that we were going to parent from a position of being the example. So it is so easy. It's much easier to establish a relationship with your children, to have communication with your children and to be trusted by your children. Mm. When you are able to show them that you mess up, Mm. are willing to apologize, have conversations about why you're doing what you're doing and how what they're doing may impact their lives, be able to Talk to them about what's important to them, what interests them, have interest in who they are as human beings. And then when you do all of this together, they want to hear from you. Mm. They see that you care about what matters to them. Although, you know, and I get it. As parents, we're dealing with the cares of life, right? We're yes, yes. Bills, we're going yes. to work. Yes. And while we think our children should understand that, they don't. Mm. And they don't have to because they didn't ask to be here. Yes. What we can do in situations like that is explain to the children why we know that this may not feel good to them. We know that this is keeping them from doing a lot of the things that they would like to do. That for a temporary time or however it is that you can work it out with them, that that you can help them better understand the why. Oh. It's not that they're going to understand the what, but the why. And so when they, when we show that we care about how they feel about what we are mm. having them experience in the moment, mm-hmm. they are more apt to be patient, to uh, work with us and not against us. Okay. And to do whatever they can to try to help so that it's not so difficult for the parent because I, what we do wrong a lot of times as parents is we take a dictatorship position. Like you said, do as I say, yes. not as I do. Right. Or the other phrase, which I, I loathe, is because I said so. Mm. All of these set up resentment, the beginning roots of resentment in our children towards us because mm. they see us do whatever we're doing because they don't have an understanding. They have to formulate their own judgments about why. Mm. And that's where the enemy comes in. Mm. So we have to be open. We have to talk. We have to hear their views. We have to apologize and we have to try to work together because kids are people too. You know, they 
for those who remember. <laughs> so true, so true. And, 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 you know, it's so funny because, um, you know, there's so many attitudes towards children today. You've got the side that kids are people too. And then you've got the side that people want to knock your head off and, and hit your head, crack your head open to the white meat shows, as they say. You've got it on both <laughs> sides of the spectrum when it comes to kids. And, you know, I love the fact that when you started talking about the leadership, because in the home, it's a big, that's where it begins, the leadership leading by example, even in the home. And then as you talked about, um, as a parent, helping them to amplify, uh, you know, Christ, you know, helping them to show some of the traits of Christ, which is going to help them to have some keys, you know, for success. So when we talk about, um, you know, let's talk about marriage a little bit, because we talk about leadership. This is where it all begins. And if you're the right person looking for the right person, you got to be the right person, you know, to connect up with that person. But um, as we talk about marriage, I want to get into that because I know you guys have the book on leadership. You have a book on marriage. You have a book on parenting. It's a, it's a trio type of situation. Yes. And and one of, and your book and talking about marriage is really, really important because today, Marriage ideals are all over the place. People are living together and they call that marriage. People have just been dating for so long. And to them, that's a marriage because they just have been together for so long and there's no ring on the finger or as the Beyonce would say, they didn't put a ring on it, but they consider that a marriage. And then you have the typical go to the courthouse and get married, whatever they can define as marriage. But how can marriage today demonstrate more of a unity? Can we talk, you know, the biblical um, idea of marriage is what I'm really talking about. The biblical idea of, of marriage. How can these couples that divorce rate is so high right now, it's like 50, 50, almost more than that, even in the church, but how can, uh, people that are married demonstrate more of a, a unity and love with so many distracting images of what they think marriage is or what it looks like. You've got breakdown in communication. You've got mistrust going on. Um, you've got, just a lot of div uh, divisive behaviors within the marriage relationship. Mm -hmm. So how can marriage today demonstrate more unity and more love the way that it should be, the way that it was originally designed? Because when we look at the media and everything else is coming at us, we're getting all of these views mm -hmm. and children especially are getting so many mixed messages about marriage. Mm -hmm. So what do you say about a healthy marriage? How to have a healthy marriage today? Yeah, see, okay. And you gave me how much time to have this? <laughs> you're good, you're good, you're good. Because you're so packed. We try to pull as much out of you right, as we can. Right. Okay, so before I talk about that, I, I want to add this piece about the children and the parents. Okay. okay. Um, because you asked about identity and you asked about them having children, having a closer relationship with God. Yes. Yes. And what's important I, that I also want to stress about that is church is not synonymous with God. Mm. What that means is we have to teach our children to have a relationship with God that is for life. It wow. is not for attending church. Mm -hmm. It is for how we do our day to day. Okay. And when we put an emphasis on not just reading the Bible, but understanding it contextually and what it is principally that God is trying to tell us and how it is that we make decisions, how it is that we interact with others, how it is that we have standards. Mm -hmm. When we teach our children to identify with Christ from this perspective, not okay. how often you go to church then our children will be more apt 
to receive the teachings of God and then live them. Mm. Because we really didn't know where Jay and Josh, our sons, where they were with God until they left the house. Wow. When they could make decisions for themselves, when they were independent of our uh, our presence. Yes. How do you stand in that? Mm. And that wasn't happening at church. Those were conversations that were happening at home with okay. role plays and um, having hypotheticals. Like if you're in this situation, what will you do? And how will this honor God? And how does this? So those type of conversations help a child to um, develop their identity in Christ and then to understand their purpose in life. Mm-hmm. It all works together. So I wanted to add that. And, you know, I want to mention one thing because that's so important. When you talk about your sons, um, how can, you know, this has to do with parenting, but how can parents today help their children to be more teachable? You know, because everybody's, they got this attitude. A lot of children right. are rebellious. They're right. resentful. They're they, resentful. Don't, they don't come out. They don't come out like that though, Sheila. Yeah. 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 That is developed over time. And okay. so parents, if they are um, parenting by proxy, maybe they're thinking the teachers are going to parent their kids or the coaches are going to parent their kids. They're missing a huge opportunity to have influence in their children's lives. Okay. All of our children have to face the world, Hmm. but we prepare them to face the world. If we take our job seriously as a parent, Hmm. you cannot parent by accident. It is intentional. It is by the grace of God if our children turn out fine and we're absent, but we have an opportunity and that's how I see it. It's an opportunity Mm. to help our children uh, make wise decisions or learn from our mistakes when we're honest and Mm. to have conversations, sit down. When your child comes home and you ask, how was was your day? Don't just accept fine. When they say fine, that shouldn't end the conversation. Mm. We used to tell our children, paint the picture for us because we weren't there. Tell us what happened in math class. Tell Love us that. what happened in English. Yeah. Tell us what happened at lunch. At right, right. Mm. Help us be there. Who are your friends? Learn mm. their names. Be involved. Okay. That's the role of a parent. So mm. our children don't just become defiant okay. by accident. It is because they're lacking something somewhere. We missed it. We didn't see something. We didn't tap into something. We didn't wow. address something when it was happening because we were caught up in whatever else, our own relationships, our own careers, uh, you know, on social media, whatever else we are doing. And that's the thing. Once you have children. Yes. Yes. And once you get married, mm. you are now sharing your life. Yeah. You don't get to say, I'm doing me, boo, and all this. (laughs) Come on now. Break it on down. Break it on down. (laughs) Once you have children and once you get married, you have now divided your life and you must take on everything pertaining to them is just as important as what's important for you as a singular person. You must consider all of them. So in a marriage, the unity comes when we consider one another. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm making choices in consideration of mm. how it's going to impact you and how it's going to impact us. Mm. And wow. we're going to talk about that together. There should be a vision for the marriage together. Mm. 
because the two are becoming one. That means everything that's important to you, woman, everything that's important to you, man, should be considered together. Mm. It's not that I need to give up myself. I should never have to lose myself to have you. Right, right. But I may at times need to put what I want on hold for a minute because okay. of something else that may be more pressing or that's, that should become a priority that pertains to my, my mate because I love my husband. Yes, yes. So what's important to him matters to me. Mm. And when we take on that role of serving one another, Uh-oh. the same with our children, if we're serving our children, yes. then we teach them to, to serve. Isn't that what Jesus did? Wow. That's some heavy. I told y'all we was going to go deep today. Okay. Everybody that's out there that's thinking about being a parent or want to be a parent or in the processes of being a parent. Um, that was some meat and potatoes for you. It just doesn't happen. There's no such thing as a strong willed child. It's a weak will parent. So wow. we're going to take a break right now. We're going to come back with Dr. Nicole Davis. We're going to take a break and we're going to get a little bit deeper. We're talking about marriage, relationship, parenting, and we're going to talk a little bit about the word S-E-X. That's right. We're going to talk about the libido, folks, in a minute. We'll be right back. Hi, my name is Sheila White, and I would like for you to tune into the podcast Gifted with Sheila White, a podcast that uplifts, inspires, and entertains creatives to pursue their passion through their gifts. New episodes drop every Monday at three o'clock. Gifted with Sheila White podcast. Imagine yourself being pampered from head to toe, surrendering to the aromas of sweet serenity. Welcome to Libby's Soaps and Candles. Your destination for comfort and relaxation begins here. Visit us at Libby'sSoapsAndCandles.com to learn more about our exotic products. Welcome back. We're talking to Dr. Nicole Davis, the number one coach and resolution therapist in the world. Okay. <laughs> she is so awesome. She has a passion for family. She has a passion for women. She has a passion for leadership development. And we've been talking about parenting. We've been talking about leadership. And we've been talking, we're going to get into her other book, her latest book, which is called Eve, Where Are You? But Dr. Nicole, before we left on the break, we wanted to talk a little bit about, let's say, libido. What happens when people that are married and they're not on the same track uh, together, their libidos are off, but yet they're trying to work it out. Uh, let's talk about a little bit about how to get in sync with the libido so that you can have a happy marriage, because there's a lot of things going on in the world. There's a lot of distractions. And once you get the kids in order and once right. you get some of the leadership stuff in order, then you can still have something else off, which is the libido. So let's right. talk a little bit about how to, like you talk about in, in, in your book, how to be in sync with the libido, God's master plan, which is sex. Yeah. And so, you know, just the reality of it is, is that can be very difficult at times, depending on what's going on in your life. Mm-hmm. And as women, you know, we need all the stars need to be aligned properly. You know? <laughs> the North Star, the, right. the North Star. Everything needs to be right. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. But when we can't have that, and that can often happen for various reasons, whether it's stress, 
whether it's just uh, your body is changing because we're getting older. Yes. Uh, or you just don't feel like it. Maybe yeah. you just don't feel like it. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you don't like your husband for whatever reason. You're in a season, you know, after 30 years, you know, you have <laughs> up and down and, you know, you're trying Try why did you put why did you put your shoes over there? Don't you know to pick them up, move them over there, <laughs> put the toilet seat down, any little right, thing, right? Right. I'm mad because of that. Everything is off now. <laughs> Who bur- you burnt the toast this morning? What's going on, right? <laughs> that's right. Uh, but at the walk the dog that. today. Did somebody walk the dog? I'm mad. I'm okay. That's it. That's it. It, do- it doesn't take much. <laughs> it doesn't take much. <laughs> and because of that. And that's why, you know, we talk about when I say we, Tony and I, we talk about the importance of being friends. And if you are in a love relationship with your friend and and you're in a a time, a season where the libido is just not on. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. You got to share that. You know what? I don't know what's going on with me, my body. Mm hmm. I'm not, I don't feel like it. I don't want to. I just, my body's not responding the same. Whatever the issue is, have the conversation because what happens when we don't have the conversation is they're left to their own thoughts. Wow. About why it is that we're not coming together with them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you know, the stars don't need to align. There doesn't need to be, (laughs) the electricity can be off. It doesn't matter. Always win. (laughs) You know, that that's so important because, you know, a lot of times the willingness to change an aspect of ourselves uh, for our spouse so that they do not become hurt, as you were saying. And so it's really important to to make sure that we're doing the right thing at the right time. And like you said, communication, communication, which is such a big key, which brings me to an exciting thing is we're talking. Uh, I want to talk a little about Eve. Where are you? Go back to the very beginning. You know, Eve in the very beginning and Adam in that relationship, so to speak. You wrote a book, Eve, Where Are You? An awesome book. And and this book is basically talking about it reflects on the unequal treatment and status of women. Um, in the church and urges Christians to take a critical action towards gender equality. And so we talked about, you know, that everything is aligning, so to speak, with the stars aligning in the venture. That's one type of thing. But now, Eve, where are you? You know, we're going to confront some of these practices that are going on today that has to do with the female, you know, the, the sex, so to speak. Do the men see the women as an equal, even in the church? And so what was your inspiration? Um, we know there's a lot of inequalities with women in a lot of in the workplace and different things. But what was your inspiration for writing this book, Eve? Where are you? Well, not to to be super spiritual because I, I know how that can sound, uh, mm-hmm, especially mm-hmm. to someone who doesn't know me. Yes. Um, but I, it was the Lord. I was inspired by God. It is an offshoot of my doctoral dissertation, which is about women in ministry. Mm -hmm. And it was God, because this is what's on his heart right now. Mm -hmm. What is happening and not happening to women who are made in his image and his likeness, who have a purpose and a destiny. Wow. The oppression that is happening in the church Mm -hmm. is stifling the advancement of the kingdom. Wow. And we may not want to associate all of that together. And we think it's just, you know, uh, the man should have rulership over the woman. But we have to remember that God 
created them to co-rule and to co-reign. And we simply cannot change that by making a decision that a woman can't come in the pulpit. It wow. doesn't change what God designed for the world. Okay. But so we've okay. got to get on the same page as God. And he put this in my heart to have to sound the alarm mm. that women must come forward because the, the earth needs you. Mm. Humanity needs you. And even those who are speaking against you, men and women alike, they need you. And until we're all in our rightful place, mm. every joint supplying, we're not going to be able to be what God intended for us as his body. You know, what, what are some of the um, what would you say some of the things that has held us back as women as far as um, our self-esteem by not getting in these positions um, as far as in organizations, in churches? How do you think it's affected us as a whole um, with women stepping up and stepping out? I mean, some of them are afraid. They don't want to approach the bishop, the archbishop, the deacon, whoever it is, because they feel that they should kind of be in a certain position as we're talking about, how do you think that affected women all over the country as a whole by not being able to take their rightful place in these organizations and in these, uh, let's say, spiritual institutions? Right. Uh, so it's, it's the churches and the marketplace. And I think what the book really tries to convey, and I think does a really good job at doing, mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. helping women understand that their purpose and their calling is not just for the church. Mm. It is a calling for to for and to humanity. Wow. And the church would be fortunate to have those gifts available to those who come into the house of God for whatever assistance they need. If they are not accepted in the church, then what the book is explaining and describing and helping women to figure out as they learn fully who they are, right. is that your gifts and your talents can be used wherever you are. You can minister mm -hmm. in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. So if a church does not receive you, you shake the dust off your feet wow. and you're moving because God, and that's what I, we taught our children, God and church are not synonymous. And we want to make that organization, the church as an organization, synonymous with God. And we wow. know, Sheila, that churches get it wrong. Pastors get it wrong all the time. Can wow. you, if you leave your life in the hands of someone who is getting it wrong? Mm. So we have to know for ourselves who God called us to be, why we are here on the earth right now. What is it that he wants to get done through us and mm -hmm. be courageous enough, find people who believe like us and partner with them, be surrounded by them so that we can be fully expressive of what we are, who we are, and be yeah. satisfied with the life we're living right here and right now because it's going to impact your kids too. Wow. You know, I know that you have a military background, like you had said earlier, we talked about. so. When you think about, you know, the men and the women in the military, they're dressed alike. You know what I'm saying? The women are walking around with dresses and you know skirts on pretty much when they're out there uh, in the field. So if their armor is just alike, like you talk about in your book, and I think it's in chapter five or something, they both have their armor. You can't tell them apart. Now you have men versus women. You can't tell them apart, but they're doing a job alike. So it makes me think about when when we're in the church and we're doing what we should be doing is serving Christ, you know, just doing the work, not looking at male, female, but just doing the work for Christ. 
armored with the same armor. We both had the breastplate on. We both had the feet shot with the preparation of God. We both have the helmet of salvation. So does the men have a, a, a certain kind of helmet and we have a certain kind of helmet? And the natural army, as you talked about, uh, we both have the same armor. It reminds me of a movie called a uh, Disney movie, Milan. And she got dressed up like the little boy and went out there and fought the battle. And in the end, she won. Well, they didn't know that she was a female at one point in time, but she was a warrior. And I think if we have that, that mentality that we're all in the same army of the Lord specifically, and we're trying to get people brought to Christ, whatever way that we can, just go ahead and fight. Try to win these souls back, you know, and, and not look at a male versus female, but that's what happens um, in the church. And you bring it out so eloquently in your book as you, as you write, confronting these types of stereotypes, these yeah. types of biases that are out there. And so I really think it's really, really important to just get a grip, you know what I'm saying? And really look at ourselves and see, are we doing more harm than good? There's a saying, what would Jesus do? You know what yeah. I'm saying? And he, he really dealt with women in a lot of ways and he didn't kind of treat them, I think as a second class citizen, you know what I'm saying? He taught them and he did a lot of things with them. And so that, that was really our example, as you talked about in the home and leadership and in parenting, helping our children to be able to represent, uh, to represent Christ. Um, you know what, one thing I'd like to uh, ask you about too, is how can we um, counsel, or let me ask you this question, because we talk about where Eve, where did, where, where, where are you? I'm sorry. Um, what would you say to Adam and Eve, the original two people mm -hmm. in their situation, they're in the garden, you're a conflict, uh, coach. Okay. You're a conflict coach. You, you, if you had been there, okay. If you had just had been there at the time in the garden of Eden, um, how would you just in the resources of your mind, talk to them? They're in this dilemma. This garden thing happened. Now everything is turned upside down. I'm sure their feelings were hurt very badly. How would you counsel Adam or counsel Eve in her distress situation? Oh, that's a fun question. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a situation like any other situation, you know, our perspective is what's most important because yeah. whatever we think on, you know, that's going to determine what we choose to do next. Yes. And so I would remind her that although she, you've made a mistake, Eve, mm. it doesn't mean that your life is over and that every day is a new opportunity to start again. Mm -hmm. And so while you may have made a wrong choice yesterday, today and every day thereafter, you can be more intentional about making better choices. And you want to surrender your life. And this is what I'm saying to every woman. If you are a follower of Jesus, mm -hmm. we have to decide because it truly is a choice to surrender our lives, our will to God and allow him to lead us and guide us. And that we will humble ourselves enough to know that he wants better for me than I could ever want for myself. Mm. And so Eve. Don't do what you think is right mm. outside of praying and making sure that you and your husband are making decisions that are in alignment with the instructions that God have given you wow. and no other person. Wow. Wow. That's powerful. You know, Eve, where are you? You know, without question, this is a book that you guys need to look up. My guest today has been Dr. Nicole Davis, um, the author 
Um, my good friend, she's a pastor. She's a conflict coach. And we just had a little fun talking about what would she talk to Eve about as she made that mistake. And I want you to know out there, if you have made a mistake in life, it doesn't matter whether you're male or female. At the end of the day, God loves you. And he loved Eve at that time. He didn't throw his love away for her, even though she made a mistake. At the end of the day, he still loved her and he made provisions for her and and Adam. And he's making provisions for you today. There's a lot of resources that Dr. Nicole Davis have. We talked about leadership. We talked about parenting. We talked about marriage. She has books on all of these subjects. And in this trio of books, um, they often say that marriage is hard work. Leadership is hard work. And parenting is hard work. But if it's done right, <laughs> if it's done right, it's worth it. And so I love, love, love my, my guest today. I love the information that we talked about. I hope that this was a help to you today. And, you know, just remember, there's, there's a lot of things going on in the world. But people like the Dr. Nicole Davis, you can look her up and find out how to be able to get through some of these conflicts that you're having in life. Dr. Nicole, how can people be able to reach out to you to get a hold of either one of your books, you know, leadership, if it's done right, marriage, parenting, Eve, where are you? How can they get a hold of you to get some more information about conflict resolution? Um, you know, try, you're a mediator, you're, you're, you're doing it on the federal level, you do it on the big level, not on the little level, but also how to get in contact with Empower to Engage, which is another thing that we're excited about. Yes, they can certainly go to our website, empowertoengage.com. They can find all of our resources there. All of our services are there. And if they want more information, they can email at info at empowertoengage.com. Wow. You guys, you got to get in touch with her and her husband, Tony. He's awesome as well. They travel all over the country. They're in conferences all over the world, helping people. Their passion is leadership and helping people to be better in every way. Friends, we're just about out of time. We just want to thank you for listening. If you did not hear this entire broadcast, please visit our website at www.road2eternity.net for more information. You can also find more about Dr. Nicole Davis there on our website. And remember that you are uniquely designed and strategically gifted. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Gifted with Sheila White. We hope you understand how your gifts can make an impact on the world. Gifted with Sheila White is produced by Road to Eternity, a film and television production company.